Good morning, good morning. We're seeing people log in. Getting started. Yes. Welcome everyone. This. Yeah, where's everyone coming in from? As you are getting settled, getting your cup of tea or you're across the world, maybe a glass of wine. We're not, we're not gonna judge here. Uh, we'd love to know where you are calling in from. So open up that chat box and share maybe your first name and where you're coming in from. We'd love to hear from you. Things look a little bit different today. Tiana is not with us. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Tiana is celebrating her birthday today and her husband has surprised her with a getaway. I don't know where they're going. Nope. Uh, just a little getaway trip. So yes. it's just me and my beautiful sister, Christina here today. Yeah. And we have an amazing guest with us. Yes. Um, and we're gonna be talking about triggers. Yes. We are, and we have, oh, we have Tracy. Hello, Tracy, my dear sister in Ponte Vedra. It's so good to see you. And we have someone from Mississippi. Oh my goodness. My eyes are Jane is from, from calling in from Italy. Hi, Jane. Wow. Welcome. That's awesome. We're so glad to have you here. And South we have Africa. South Africa. Oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. Kathy. We have a Floridian. Sweet sister, Kathy. <laughs> that's Susan, awesome. that's one of our girls. I know. Isn't that great? We have Susan here with us. She's gonna be welcoming you all in as well. Oh my goodness, we are from all over the world here. So if you're just signing in, please use the chat box and let us know so we can welcome you. Um, we're just so excited that you are here um, with us. It's quite an honor that you're taking time out of your day and you're here and we just, we love y'all. This is a safe place and it's, uh, it's just exciting to have you here. What is that? Coopersville, Michigan. Hello, hello. It's good to see you, Cindy. We're so happy you can be with us. Yes, and we have Catherine from Delaware, and we have someone from Texas. It looks like Beverly from Texas. That's awesome. Yes. And you can tell our eyesight. You and I, I know, keep going I up know. And, and these are my good, these are my good glasses. I I'm can't like, tell. Uh... Like, I can't. The glasses don't work from here. Gonna, it's yeah. all good. Montana. We have That's someone awesome. coming in from Montana. This is North Dakota. Yeah, that's Look at beautiful. That. Oh, well, listen, guys, you want to grab a pen and paper today. Yes. Um, and take a lot of notes. This is going to be a really good session. Like I said, we're talking about triggers yeah. and um, you're going to be feeling a lot of different emotions. Mm. You may not have come in feeling a certain way, but more than likely halfway through, you, you may start feeling some triggers just talking about triggers. Yeah. Um, and with that, why don't we, how about if everybody just put in a couple feeling words right now. Let us know how you're feeling. I love that. Um, and I think we just had someone, one of our teammates, just yes. posted a list of feeling mm -hmm. words. So if you're having a hard time yeah. figuring out what you're feeling, uh, just go to that link and, and grab two. a few words. Pick yeah. two. And you know, as women, we can multitask. And that means we can multitask with our feelings too. too. I mean, we're just like a spaghetti bowl. Sometimes we can be angry and sad at the same time. How or, are you feeling? Um, hopeful. Yeah. I'm nervous. You know, I get yeah. a little nervous. I <laughs> yeah. do. What about you? I, yeah, I, I'd say the same. I'm excited and a little nervous. Yeah. I don't want to say anything stupid. No, I know. We, and we joke about that. I do that a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see who can do it first. Get it out of our system. Susan, how about you? What two feeling words would you say? Well, I said overwhelmed and excited. And I'm overwhelmed because I just have a gazillion things going on. I literally yes. have workers in my house tearing rooms apart. And I have somebody here helping me and my mom and I have a cat who's locked up and just, you know, it's crazy. So I'm a little bit overwhelmed, but um, I'm excited because I know this is going to be just a really important, special conversation. And I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to um, work with your ministry and share about triggers, you know, so 
Absolutely. It's fun what watching. Feelings. Grateful, I know, overwhelmed. I see a lot of grateful and hopeful. Yes. Curious uh-huh. and grateful. And challenged. Yeah, I that's like really that good. word, challenged. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. good one. And if you're kind of at a loss, go to that list that we posted. And there's just so many feelings to sort through. And there's a purpose that we're doing this. There's a reason for doing this because when we're triggered, we can be overwhelmed with our emotions and we have to be able to identify what we're feeling. And this is just a good exercise while we're coming in here to start recognizing what we're feeling, uh, putting a name to it. Uh, Otherwise it can just be overwhelming. Our brain just goes everywhere. So this is a way to just really start recognizing. And that can be a challenging thing for people. Yeah. Um, Just identifying your emotions, but how important it is. You know, my whole entire life, I can talk, I can, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem having a conversation, but if you ask me how I felt, I'm fine. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) You know, and then I realized I can't, I can't verbalize my feelings. That's really not good. Right. I I challenge you to do this exercise with your husbands because they have what three feelings I hear it's angry (laughs) hungry hungry but that's apparently a feeling for them that's an ongoing debate with me and my uh, my husband and I that hunger is not a feeling hangry is I think we've established that hangry is for sure but (laughs) Gloria awesome that you've identified those really good um, range of feelings Yes, anxious, anxious, hopeful, glad. I love that. that. And Pamela awesome. is also hopeful and excited. Yeah. Welcome, Maria. Is that Maria? Yeah. Yes. Welcome, Maria. Yes. Glad you're here. But I see a lot of little anxiousness, nervousness. Yeah. Anx- you know, we're getting a little bit of that. So, what if we did something, ladies? And you know, just a little bit different here, just to have everyone just take a deep breath. And I don't know if you've ever tried this exercise. It's one that I absolutely love. It's called the five, four, three, two, one. Have you heard of that? Uh, you were just explaining this to me the other so day. Yes, and it's really did. good. Yes. <laughs> Susan, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but ladies out there, if you haven't heard of the 54321, when you're heightened, and, and this is something you need to practice now when you're not super heightened and with your heart rate way above 100 beats per minute. But when you're <laughs> a place where you are right now, you might be a little anxious sitting at a four, five, six. Um, let's practice this, this exercise. What I want you to do is I want you to just look around your environment right now and just look for five things. And you're on mute right now, Susan, you're not on mute. So you, you just lip, lip the words <laughs> and find five <laughs> items and identify them by color. And I don't want you to say a red cup in your mind or out loud if you're by yourself and, and you won't look crazy, say fuchsia or teal. I mean, you guys, we're ladies, we know what the colors are, but there's a purpose for this. So recognize five things, just look around, say them out loud, five things, look around and just find five items in your environment and put a color to it and just say those five things out loud. And then the next thing you're going to do after you've done that is just right in your environment, right where you are, find four different objects and just touch them and describe them, whether it's your skin, whether it's your cloth, whether your hair, whether it's a pen, a phone, and just describe what you're feeling, that texture, just to yourself. Okay, and then the next thing you're going to do is you're just gonna be still just for a minute. This is gonna be weird going silent here, but just listen for three things. What, what three things do you hear? Maybe it's the hum of the computer, bird chirping outside. Awkward being quiet, isn't it? And then for the next thing you're going to do is you're just going to inhale and just smell. What smells do you smell? Maybe it's your lotion. 
Maybe it's your morning breath, no judgment. <laughs> Maybe it's your perfume. Just pay attention to two smells. And then the last one is your taste. You're bringing in all your senses. What do you taste right now? Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's the bad sandwich you ate at the gas station this morning mistakenly. <laughs> and then just take a nice deep breath, ladies. And that's what we call the five, four, three, two, one. And the purpose behind that is it's bringing all your senses because it's, it's grounding yourself. It's bringing you back to the moment. Cause when you spiral, a lot of times you're just, you go places you don't even know where you are. And this just kind of brings you back. Uh, it centers you and brings you, uh, helps you bring back to reality. So, and I think we can, we'll make that available mm -hmm. to, to the ladies sure. that are here today and, and We'll get it all typed out for you and yeah. post it somewhere that way you can reference this but it's a great tool yeah, just it. to ground get yourself back mm -hmm. absolutely it's yeah, beautiful i think another way we can get grounded is prayer what do you think absolutely we got to start with the word yeah yeah absolutely would you mind praying absolutely pray. let's pray let's get started heavenly father lord we thank you so much um, for what you're doing through this ministry what you're doing through the ministry of others who have made it their passion uh, to help broken families and to help broken women Lord, we, um, we lift you up today. We just want to recognize you. We want to give you all the glory. Without you, nothing is possible. But with you, everything is possible, including our healing. And God, just help me to step out of the way today. Lord, I don't want to say anything stupid or anything that's, that, that is not of you. Um, and just be with Christina and I and our guest Susan today, that we would be able to encourage these ladies and that they would walk away with tools that are that are birthed from your word, God, and um, that, that can be a part of our healing. Thank you, Lord, and we just give you all the praise. So I want to start with asking everyone how they've done on their 45-day challenge that we gave last time, um, and that was you needed to list a gratitude, yes, something you were thankful for, mm -hmm. and also a remembrance of what God has done in your life, and that is all part of helping to reframe your brain. Yeah. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit was giving us as a challenge. So I'd like to hear from you. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear how it's going and your testimony. And if anything, if the Lord has done something through that, if you will email us support at soulrefiner.com and just give a give it give me an update, a testimony, mm -hmm. something that we can share with others that would encourage them. I think that would be really good. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Terry says, yes, it is great. I think she's referring to that gratitude challenge. Yeah. I've had some ladies email me uh, throughout the month talking about awesome. doing it. Manuela, shout out to you, sweet sister. She's been keeping me updated each, uh, each day about her challenge and yeah. keeping up with it. She brought sisters in to do it with her. How cool is that? Oh, that's awesome. I just rang up some sisters and said, let's do this. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, when you start bringing in other people, and yeah, that's just that's taking your recovery yeah to a whole new yeah level. and how can you your mind can't stay in a constant state of negative mm -hmm. if you're in a constant state of gratitude <gasps> you're going to oh. move through healing and through those triggers what we're going to be talking about so you're going to move through it faster when you just change just simple things a yes. mindset yeah. of being grateful yeah. you know and christina one of the things i was i was praying and and just really asking the lord what can i share and my mind immediately went to the story of david and is there anyone in the Bible that had more trauma than David? There is so much trauma wrapped up, enveloped in his life. And, you know, I was thinking about how um, the man must have experienced so many triggers. Yeah. You know, he, he had a father who 
pretty much disowned him or, you know, just didn't value him the way he valued his brothers. And then he took refuge in a king who he looked at as a father figure, who then betrayed him and was constantly seeking to kill him. The man lived in a constant state of trauma and and triggers. And we can see some of that pinned in, in Psalms and we can read how the depth of his soul that's poured out in those words. And I just wanted to read Psalm 139 for you this morning. And that starts with, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know me when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted, acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. Yeah. I encourage, I want you to go through and read the entire passage of that Psalm. But what that tells me is that it, it reveals David's heart and the depth of his soul and how desperate he was. And, and, but more importantly, it affirms where God is in that desperation, that he's there. There's not a thought that you can hide from him. There's not a feeling or emotion. He knows all of it. So when you're being triggered, when you're feeling these things, you're not surprising God. He's already before you, he's with you, he's behind you. He knows it all. So we can be honest and mm -hmm. and just vulnerable with the Lord because he already knows he's there. Yeah, absolutely. Triggers are just, they're natural ladies. I mean, just like David went through them, we, do, we, we go through them too, and it's not a sin. Just like temptation, not yeah. a sin. Uh, how we respond, does dictate whether or not is a sin because yeah. I mean, we were talking about this earlier and susan i know you'll be talking about this um when we get heightened we lose the capacity to be able to think reasonably we go into survival mode and so we want to fight we want to flee or we freeze and a lot of times in that moment that's where i believe yeah. satan starts whispering in our head and saying it's okay it's okay if you lash back at your husband. Mm -hmm. At least you're not being unfaithful. It's okay if you throw that glass vase at his head. It's okay if you, you know, find something sharp and jack. Okay, we're not going to get that violent, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start justifying sin. You start yeah. justifying. It's okay if I have that second, third, fourth glass of wine. I deserve it. Or if I finish off that whole pint of ice cream again, I mean, not judging ladies, not judging at all, but just know that in that heightened state, not a sin to be heightened. What we do when we are in that heightened state determines yeah. whether it's a sin. That's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our emotions are fleeting. Yes. They're unstable. We shouldn't put any value, any, any don't, don't stake down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that let it ride mm. let it pass yes. don't do anything when you're in that state of mind and one of the things that i grabbed onto a long time ago was the motto of what was it yo yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love this <laughs> that's okay it was a good one it was <laughs> a real good one no it's don't make long-term decisions yes. based on short short-term emotions mm -hmm. and we can make some horrible decisions in our life based on what we feel in a moment so when that happens don't do anything except go to god 
and grab onto whole, grab onto one of the tools, one of the resources that we're going to give you. Of I got to work through this, but don't do, don't throw the glass. That's right. That's, that's, that's when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't throw the glass. Please. No. Yeah. <laughs> Put your trust in so, the Lord. Exactly. So triggers, ladies, they are natural. It's it's your brain's way of saying there could be danger. There could be danger. And once you realize that there isn't a danger, or if there is, get to safety, figure that out. But once you realize, okay, this is just my brain reliving a past danger, dangerous situation, mm -hmm. but it's not my current position anymore. I'm right. not in danger right now. Right. That's, that's a moment where you got to, like we said, make a decision, but it's normal. It's normal to get heightened. It's normal to be triggered by, we have a list of things, people, places, sounds, smells. Music. A yes. Smell, yeah. Super strong. A smell, a memory, a dream, mm -hmm. um, a food, anything, anything. Anniversaries. Anniversary dates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe even just looking at your husband, if you're still married, might be triggering. I've had women say that. Yeah. How do you live with someone, go to bed with someone yeah. who triggers you all Intimacy. The time? I mean, Sex. Just, yeah. Sex can be very Terribly. triggering. Yes. We need to do a whole session on sex <laughs> being triggering. Not kidding, y'all. And we will. I'm just saying that right now. I can't read their, their mm. talk. I get she's... triggered by others' women's appearance. Yes. Yeah. And I'm out with my husband. Mm -hmm. You are not alone, yeah. especially when you're trying to figure out, is that his type? Because yeah. maybe you feel like you weren't enough to satisfy him. Mm -hmm. So now you think, well, the cute blonde or the, the brunette. It just messes with your brain, doesn't it, Susan? You've uh, been, right? Yeah. It absolutely does. But I think you said something really significant a minute ago, Christina. You said it's really important to um, to allow yourself to have the feeling, but to realize that's the past. It's not the present. And so the, like the five, four, three, two, one exercise is a way to put us back into the present. You know, there's a lot of, of very simple tools we can use to get us back into the present so that then we can actually deal with the trigger from a place of of um, faith. And, and listen, to be honest, there were many times where my faith was shaky when I had triggers and God's shoulders are big enough for that. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Susan, we can start there with yes. introducing you. This is Susan Pittman and her and her husband, Jerry, have a beautiful ministry to help people and families and marriages recover from um, infidelity. And Susan, maybe you can just start with telling us a little bit about your story. Okay. I won't go too deep. <laughs> um, I was married 27 years. We had four children that were wonderful. Some of them were young adults by then. A couple were still in high school. Uh, my husband was a deacon and then an elder at church. And we did daily devotionals as a family. And, you know, we checked all the boxes. We had family Bible studies and, you know, life was goodish. <laughs> um, and, you know, at that point, I think, I, I know because I would talk to people about marriage and, you know, marriage was okay. It was hard. It was a struggle, but it was okay. And then one day I got an anonymous email and the email said that um, somebody had seen my husband, Jerry with another woman. And I literally didn't believe it. So I printed the email and it said, don't tell him. And I had no experience <sighs> of infidelity. Yeah. So don't tell him uh, he'll go underground. So I took it, I printed it, took it to him and said, look at this, who's trying to interfere in our marriage. And he read it and said, well, it's true. And, you know, I had a trauma response. My heart fell to my, 
my feet and I couldn't breathe and all that kind of stuff. But he went on to deny that he had had an affair, but that he said he considered an affair. And what he realized is he was really miserable in our marriage and he wanted a divorce, which was just as shocking, <laughs> you know, even though I wouldn't say we were happy, we certainly, we didn't fight a lot. It was just kind of what I see now is we were terribly disconnected. There were many layers of lies and deception and stuff between us. And you can't truly have connected intimacy when you have all that stuff. But anyway, um, you know, he did agree at this point, denying any affair. Um, he agreed to go to counseling. We did some counseling for a while. Um, he was absolutely over and over and over. Oh, I've never been unfaithful. I wouldn't do that. And you know, but things progressed and, and the Holy Spirit has a way of getting to people, you know, so eventually um, I actually, God did another miracle. I found a letter and things began to unfold. And eventually I had a complete and um, very massive disclosure. And that disclosure included, you know, many, many infidelities, including three long-term affairs. And, and when I say long-term over a year each, and one that was current, you know, still going on. Mm -hmm. And he had planned to divorce me to marry her. Mm -hmm. And I literally had no idea. And so, um, I, from the place of, and which beat me up badly because I thought, what is wrong with me? You know, that I didn't know. I can remember years ago, having seen a, I don't know, one of those talk show things. And somebody was talking about their husband having a double life. And I remember watching it going, well, how stupid are you? You know, I mean, of course you would know that. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I didn't know. And I, to this day, I mean, that was a very big wrestle for me and a trigger for me and God, you know, it really was because, you know, how could God really have loved me? How could I have been on my knees? How could I have done all these Bible studies and begged to be a good wife and, you know, please my husband and all the things that I think most of us really want to do and, you know, come to oneness and all these things. And yet this thing was going on off and on, you know, not the whole time, but off and on woven through our marriage. And, um, you know, I, I did get very, very angry and hurt with God. And, but like I said, his shoulders are big, <laughs> his shoulders are so big. And I mean, I, there was a period of time where I said, he can't be real. How can he be real? This is all just lies, but I continued to journal and to journal and to journal. God met me again and again and again. He met me in dreams. He met me in, in his scripture. He met me in, you know, and eventually I did go back to scripture, but, but even without that, you know, I was reminded of scripture and, um, you know, and then I had so many amazing people that stepped into my life. At first, I was horrified and humiliated and didn't want to tell anybody. But um, then fortunately, I did have some wonderful women. One is on the on this call today. <laughs> and, and you, Christina, I mean, we connected early on. And, um, you know, just it, it was an amazing opportunity to begin to unpack and unpeel my own woundedness. Because for me, one of the big things and big parts of my healing and our healing as a couple, I will say my husband dove in a hundred percent. Once he finally really made um, the sort of aha, I explain it like this. I go, this is what he did. Well, I'm not that guy. Mm -mm, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not that guy. Then it was like, maybe I'm that guy. And then one day he was like, Oh, I'm that guy. Oh, wow. Oh, and wow. when he got to that place and wow. he was so humbled before the Lord and so surrendered, that's when he could begin to really unpack and unpeel his layers. Like how had he done this? Hmm. You know, how had he 
whatever. And in the meantime, I was on a journey with that same process. How had I married somebody? How had I not been able to hear the truth? And I'm going to tell you something, the exercise you guys started with in the beginning about expressing your feelings, Mm -hmm. that's one hugely important way because I denied my feelings. I hid my feelings. I didn't think they were worthy. A million things, you know, so learning to yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, you know, you, you shared with us initially before he got to that moment of, oh my goodness, I'm that guy and willing to step beside you and do recovery. There was a season there where you weren't sh- so sure you were going to be staying in this marriage or who this guy is or what's going to be happening. So you were dealing with triggers, the, you know, oh. your first triggers without even knowing what they were. I mean, before you got your support system in place, yes. can you tell us about that? I mean, how did you manage the <laughs> triggers? What, how did that make you feel? Yeah, walk us through that. Um, to be honest, I didn't manage them very well in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They, and I was all over the board. Of course, we all know Kubler-Ross's five steps of grief, you know, five uh, stages of grief. And, you know, in my head, I thought they were very linear when I had studied them. And if the first thing is they're like spaghetti, you know, mm-hmm. I would go from denial to um, depression to anger to whatever. And, and I didn't, I mean, you didn't cycle through and not come back. I could come back the next day and then maybe five times in one day, you know? Right. So, um, and those are typically for me, what I see a, a picture, an outward, um, symbol of that inward grief and that inward struggle and which are often, um, reminded through triggers. So I did some not very nice things. I screamed and yelled at times and I, um, ran out of the house. I, one time I got in the car and I drove to a, another town close by that I knew some things that happened. And I went into, you know, I looked at some things and I called him on the phone and literally sobbing and crying and, you know, screaming the whole way back, you know, how could you do this? How could you do this? How could you do this? I had one time I was headed to a meeting in uh, another town that he, um, had had a, a, whatever, a rendezvous. And, um, on the way there, like I, we passed a, I passed a friend's house and I thought he had to drive this way. And he passed that friend's house. Did that not, you know, so that was like a trigger passing this friend's house. And then I got to the next place. And I mean, you know, 25 minutes into it, I called him just sobbing, 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 you know, how could you do this? And at that point he was beginning to make the switch, Christina, but he wasn't fully there. So he received it, but he didn't really, um, he didn't grieve with me. I found that when we finally both were at the same place of surrender, we grieved together. We, you know, we grieve. It's not that I feel like anything is my fault, but I danced a very broken dance for 27 years with somebody. And so for my full healing, it was really important that I begin to understand how I participated in this, why I didn't have a voice, why I felt unworthy to, um, to have honest conversations, why I didn't seek the connection. You know, today, today our marriage is incredible. It is passionate. It is connected. It is, I mean, I, it is so much more than I ever, ever, ever dreamed marriage could be. And I, if I have a huge grief now, the huge grief is that we wasted so much time, (laughs) you know, and, and our children that were young adults, I know this is, we didn't really talk about talking about this, but we chose to sit down and share the story with them. Um, and 
that is a very controversial area. And I, I'm not blanket saying that every um, couple that travels through an infidelity story needs to share with their children. That's a very personal thing. We did it alongside both pastors and a therapist. We wrote it all out. We didn't go into dirty details. The idea was that we realized that the, the foundation that we had built their lives on had a lot of hypocrisy. And what we both realized is that was what we came from. And so our voices, our hearing, our responses were predisposed to take what was broken and make it okay. And so we wanted to help our children understand that they could learn, they could hear with new ears and they could, um, they could have different expectations and they could approach things from a healthy standpoint. And that wouldn't hurt us. We wanted them to get healthy, you know, and um, today we have an amazing relationship with our four young adult children and we have two in-laws and two grandbabies. <laughs> so anyway, I don't you, know if I answered your question. You did. But... No, Susan, you totally did about how you weren't able to handle the triggers initially until you learned about it. So there could be a lot of ladies here that are joining us that yeah. this is new. You just got discovery. You just got disclosure. You might not even know what these words mean, but essentially you just found out you don't have the life yeah. that you thought you were living. And so you're, you might be in shock and everything right now might be triggering you. So when you hear Susan say, Hey, I didn't handle it. Well, I didn't either. Yeah. I don't know if any woman here take yourselves back, whether it's a month, six months, six years, did you handle your triggers? Well, I mean, <laughs> I was a lunatic yeah. and I'm reading some of the comments. There are, are some women that are, are, you know, and it looks like they've known for a long time and they're still dealing with, and maybe uh, this is still, it's new to you in the sense mm -hmm. of how do I handle this? Right. So maybe you've been going through this for years, yeah. you know, uh, but it's never too late. It's not too late. And you're here now. So we're going right. to, we're going to help you through it because you need community. Community is huge and knowing you're not alone and you're not going crazy. Cause I felt like I was the only mad yeah. woman out there, Carissa. Yeah. I was, I was doing I things. Did I didn't even recognize myself. It was almost like an out of body experience. I'm like, what, mm -hmm. who is this crazy person ranting and raving or, you know, in a fetal position, crying in the Me shower. Too. I was in the fetal yeah. position too. And yes. you know, there were words that came out of my mouth that I didn't even know I knew. Like, right. <laughs> Oh, I butchered every bad word out there. Yeah. Probably used it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. something. Oh, I was, I was I, like possessed. I, I turned into sailor mouth. Oh, yes. Me too. Where'd that come from? Yeah. And I love Jesus. Yes. But that was not my loving Jesus moment. No. no. Yeah. But he meets us where we are, right? He's not. Ladies, he like, meets yeah. you where you are. There's no judgment. No. It's okay if you have not handled it well. No. He, and there's no shock in your potty mouth. God's no. not up there going, oh, I cannot hear you because of your body. No, right. he hears, it's okay. Right. He knows your yeah. pain and he yeah. knows your heart and he knows you're broken right now. And that is okay. Yeah. That is okay. I'm, you know, something, if we can maybe pause, the majority of the comments coming through, yes. it appears that the situation is their spouse is not being empathetic. Uh, I see a little bit of gaslighting going on. Mm. The ladies are saying, how in the world do I not get triggered? How do I heal from these triggers when my spouse is telling me our situation isn't as bad as Joe, our situation mm -hmm. isn't as bad as this, or, you know, and, and he thinks he's recovered and why, ha why haven't you, what's the problem here? Mm. So how do we deal with triggers in that situation? Right. They're not grieving with us. Like yeah. you said, your husband, your sweet husband is grieving with you. And I think that's what every woman wants yes. is the husband they will never ever ever know yeah. the pain 
they, they cannot know the pain right. of such an intimate betrayal from the one who's supposed to love and adore you most. They cannot experience that pain. They cannot know it, yeah. but we want him to at least try. Yeah. We want him to try to meet us there. Yeah. So, and I'm going to let Su Susan's the expert, you guys yes. are the experts, but I can just from um, personal experience, from things that I, ladies, this has to be your healing journey. Mm -hmm. You have to focus first on yourself. And, and I don't say that lightly because when someone is gaslighting you, when you're in an environment that is not healthy and it's toxic, that is incredibly difficult. That is incredibly difficult. So I'm not making light of that mm -hmm. at all. But you first have to take on a mindset of, I no longer want to be a victim to this. Yes. I don't care what my situation looks like. I don't care mm -hmm. what the circumstances is. I'm removing myself mentally from this and I'm not going to become a victim. I'm not gonna live in a victim mindset. I'm gonna do what it takes for me to mm -hmm. heal. And then you take the resources that we're gonna give you. And there's a lot of them out there. And let me just stop with this. Even if you don't know what the resources are, this all begins at the foot of the cross. Yes. Every single thing that you need to heal your mind, your emotions, your body, your brain is in the word of God, all of it. We're only at a place in 2022 where science is catching up with, with what the Bible has already told us. That's it's right. there. The healing power is there, right? Yeah. And so you're not like coming in late to the game. Grab your Bible, get in the word and, and get at the feet of Jesus and let him walk you through this but you don't have to be a victim. No. You don't have to stay a victim, even when someone is still victimizing with gaslighting and you don't have to do that. So determine in your mind, starting today, I'm not, I'm coming out of this. I'm not gonna stay in this and let his healing be on his own and let that be something that he seeks. And we can give you some tips and some tools for that of, you know, we've got some great programs like Warpath and I don't know if they've gone through Conquer that, um, but this is about you. This is about how you are going to heal. Yeah. And Carissa, I want to speak to that for a second. Yes. Yeah, please because do, um, before Jerry was really there and I was struggling so much with God and um, like, and just, I, I, how do I go on? How do I even take a next breath? How do I stay in this house? Do I stay in this house? Do I, do we, are we on, you know, all the things, right? And just everything, I mean, literally everything triggered me. I mean, every, you know, there was so much that I found out. I pulled out every single picture in my entire house from birth to, you know, and lined things up. I, I felt like I was trying to take the film strip of my life that I knew and compare it with this new film strip and like mesh them together and figure out what reality really was. So everything triggered me, noises, places, sights, sounds, whatever. And one day... And I kept saying, I wish I could just go back. I wish I could just go back, you know? And one day I just had, I wouldn't say it's exactly a vision. It was more, I was wrestling with God and what I saw was Jesus. Mm. And I had this really big knowledge, like overwhelming knowledge from him that said, you know, I had to die. I had to die for your salvation, but I didn't have to die the way I did. I didn't have to be beaten, abandoned, crown thrust on my head, mocked, betrayed, lashed. I didn't have to carry that cross walking through the town. I didn't have to do those things. I did them because this is your reality. No. You walk through. I already went, I went first here, take my hand and I'll walk with you through, through the pain yes. because on the other side of the pain is freedom. Mm. That's powerful. 
I love that, Susan, that is just so, so beautiful. And we want that fast forward button in the sky. We don't want to be here. We want to, we want to be able to fast forward through the pain and see what the next chapter is and find that happiness again. But in the Valley, sweet sisters, that's where you get to see some incredible miracles and you get to feel God's presence and you get to just lean into him and, and really in those valleys in those darkest moments, Chris, I just remember feeling closer to God than anything. And so choose health, ladies. You, yeah. you cannot make your husband choose health, but when you choose health, when you choose healing, and I remember Susan, you and Kathy teaching me this, when you choose to come up and he stays down here, one of two things are gonna happen. You are either going to inspire him by what you're doing, and he's gonna look and the scales are gonna fall from his eyes and say, what? I don't want to miss out. Who is this woman? Yeah. I can't believe she can forgive me and be kind and graceful and it'll help bring him up or you choose health and he stays down here and you stay in a toxic relationship for long periods of time. He will bring you down. Yeah. And so that, but that is individual decision. Everybody's story is different, but choose health. Well, I mean, choose, Kim just choose. asked, just curious, when does prayer work? How long does it take? And what I would encourage you to do is prayer is, it is working, whether you can see it and feel yeah. it and everything. Yeah. And, and our feelings are just, man, they work so opposite. Sometimes it takes action too, though. Yes. You guys, God parted the Red Sea, but he didn't part it till Moses stepped into it. He, right. he will, he works with us. Definitely pray. I mean, I have 50,000 words of prayer that I just journaled and wrote and screamed and cried and poured over. But I also did things every single day, get into some kind of action. And there's a gazillion things. I'm sure you guys share all kinds of things. There's, as you're saying, choose health. What is health? It might be getting a new haircut. It might yeah. be taking on an exercise program, eating more healthy. Mm -hmm. It might be um, getting a couple of women that can be true sisters yeah. in Christ right. to you. You know, there's a bunch of things that it might be. So anyway. I just I wanted to say, act at, with your prayer and you will, the prayer is working, you guys. It does. It, it works. Mm -hmm. I can kind of give a little example of how this just recently, I had a trigger that I, I wasn't expecting it. My yes. friends have been encouraging me to do things for myself. I have eight kids, seven still at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a busy mom and life is hectic. <laughs> I work full time, run ministry yes. and, and they were like, you know, you need to go do something. And I said, I'm going to go get my nails done. I haven't had my nails done since I was like a teenager. And so while I'm getting my nails done, the sweetest, sweetest little girl doing my nails, at the end of the thing, she starts to give me a hand massage. Yeah, that was triggering. I was not expecting a wow. massage from this woman to trigger me. But all I could think about was, we don't need to go there. That's what I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. And I started trembling. I started sweating. I was, I mean, I was, I was having a full on blown, getting ready to have a panic attack kind of moment. And I thought, this is crazy. I wanted her to stop. I wanted to get up from the chair, but I stayed. I'm like, okay, Lord, I came back to the office and I told Christina and Tiana and my internal stuff was out of whack. And I just said, okay, Lord, I got to use this. What, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? How do I come through this? Well, the next time I went in, I was fully prepared for the trigger. I thought, okay, this is probably going to happen again. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And I sat down and sure enough, got to the end and the massage on my hand started and I started feeling it. And I immediately started praying for her. Mm 
I just started praying over her. God bless this woman, bless the work of her hands. I, you know, I know a little bit about of her life. So I started praying into what she was doing with her life. And I just started praying for her. I went in again. It was less. I started praying for her. When I think about her, I pray for her. This woman hasn't offended me in any way. Mm-hmm. She hasn't done anything to, de- to deserve some kind of reaction from me. But what was happening there was a trigger. And now it's my favorite part of getting my nails done. I oh, love wow. it. Wow. I love it when I sit down. I'm like, I get a hand massage today. So that prayer, it does work. You just have to keep plugging through. And, and you know, I can't tell you, pray. You're going to be at a place or pray for the women that, that your husband has had an affair. That's very difficult. But you can get to that place. Yes. One of the, many of the comments that I saw was women saying, I can't leave the home without feeling triggered by other attractive right. women. Right. I would challenge you to do this because I've been there. I've mm-hmm. done this. Pray for those women when you see them. Recognize their beauty. God bless that beautiful woman. What a beautiful woman she is. I pray that she never uses her body to do things mm-hmm. that, are, that are unholy. God mm-hmm. bless her. Give her, speak into her life. Bring people into her life. Pray over these people. They become less of a weapon and more of a, an opportunity for ministry. So prayer does work. I love, so yeah, I love that. I, I love that. I love initially, ladies, it, it is it's hard to yeah. face those triggers. It's hard to not succumb to them. But with time, you, it is essential that you take back ground. Otherwise, you're giving up everything. You can't enjoy the grocery store. You can't enjoy getting your nails yeah. done. You can't enjoy even going to church because the women up on the stage are singing and triggering you. You you end up living. You can't enjoy anniversaries anymore. It's anniversary of disclosure, your anniversary of your wedding, your kid's birthday. Everything is a trigger. Eventually, you got to get to a point where you get strong when you start being filled with the Holy Spirit, getting that strength, his strength, his peace. And you realize, no, today, I'm taking today back. Today may be the anniversary of disclosure. I'm not going to mourn it. I'm going to celebrate it. I am a year out. I am a better person. I am stronger today. I am closer with the Lord. And he's got something new for me. Yes, you have truth. Mm. That's how you have to look at disclosure. I have truth. And the truth will set you free. It is part of your freedom. Absolutely. I love it. And Triggers just don't go away. I mean, we can pray about it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter if you are, I'm, I'm about six years out. I think you're eight years out, eight. right, Susan? Mm-hmm. And they will happen. I mean, I oh, could yeah. share stories. Susan, you have a story you want to share yes. with us with a recent trigger. Tell us more about that. Can I share first kind of my midterm trigger thing? Yes. Yeah. So well, the, because it's, it's a little bit controversial too, but um, for me, it really led me to freedom. And what ended up happening was I, um, there were so many triggers here in my city and, you know, I would drive down the highway and every exit meant something. And, you know, I just couldn't even function, didn't know what to do by this time. I really was pressing back into God. And I eventually um, felt like if I needed to reclaim these places and these spaces And so my husband agreed. And again, we did talk with our pastor and our therapist about this, but um, what we started doing is going from place to place and we'd stand before that place and we would, you know, grieve. We'd talk about the reality of the, of the sin that had occurred in this spot and this place. And I mean, we went to the point, some places, like we'd go to a restaurant and sit in the same seats and, um, 
And then we would pray. We'd pray against the sin and pray for the good to be filled, like for the bad to be washed away and to be cleansed because it already has been by Christ, but the new to come and the new to be evident through our lives and our marriage. And for, for me, it, it was really hard for Jerry. It was very, very hard for him to do. That was hard for me too. But for me, it was more, it was such a process that allowed me to walk in freedom in my town. And we even have gone to some places out of town and done the same thing. There's only one more big spot I want to go. But anyway, so that was kind of the midterm. So I don't know if you're really having a difficult time, figure out a really prayerful, supported um, process that you can engage in to, to step through those triggers and, and overcome them. One of the worst triggers I ever had that just like you, Krista, I totally did not expect was the first time that I went to a hotel with my husband after um, discovery and, you know, disclosure and stuff. I had no idea. I was, at, I was at my college's, my son's college town and, and we were walking in and I mean, Boom. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see things I had never thought of started popping through my head, images, thoughts, questions. I, this is going to sound crazy, but things like, where did she put her suitcase? Did you act like she was your wife? Did she, you know what I mean? All these things that were just crazy. I couldn't, I could not function. I literally was, I wasn't in a fetal position. I was sitting in a chair, but I was immobilized. I couldn't think, talk, uh, if I had, I would have screamed and been crazy. And I didn't want people in the hotel room next to me to hear, you know, that kind of thing. And my husband did not know what to do. He wasn't fully there yet. He was getting there, but he wasn't fully there. So he tried talking to me, get away from me. You know, he tried this, he tried to hug me. No, no. Um, and finally he sat at my feet, didn't touch me, but he prayed for me mm. and he just started praying. And I don't even remember the words, but it was that, that just broke through that I don't even know. It was just, it was like a, almost a psychotic and it just, and you know, then I was able to grieve. I, I, it, we were not there yet as a couple at all, but anyway, but the most recent trigger that I had here, we are eight years out. My husband and I work in ministry. We, we are working on our marriage a whole lot. So I'm at a funeral. I'm at the funeral of a friend's brother who I actually didn't even know the brother, but the friend is very special to me. And, um, the guy loved certain kind of music. And so a Bob Dylan song. So this Bob Dylan song came on, it was the very last song at the funeral. And I was sitting there with my friends in this kind of sad situation. And all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> cause the words I realized were words that I had seen on paper from my husband's affair partner oh, to him. Ouch. And, and she had even signed called him a name out of it. Oh, and oh, so I, painful. yeah. And so yeah. here I am at this funeral, eight, oh, years, eight years out. And so the cacophony of feelings that I felt, first of all, I was shocked and grieving myself. And then I was angry that I was in this situation where I was supposed to be a support person and yet I'm grieving. And so now I'm angry at Jerry. I mean, it was just this crazy set of things, but let me tell you, I, I worked on my tools. The first thing I did is say, okay, okay, stop, stop, be in the present, be in the present. I allowed myself to feel the feelings are yeah. real. They're not yes. truth. They right. are not truth, but they're real. Right. So that, that shock, that sort of um, grief at the being launched back to that place, that's all real. So I, I said, okay, I, that's real. I'm feeling it. But then I said, it's not today. 
It's not the present that was in the past. How do I bring myself back into the present? You can even do things like just tap your fingers on your, on your lap and start going, oh, I feel my fingers on my lap. My fingers are on my lap. That's what's currently presently happening. I breathed deeply. I breathed deeply, you know, several times, very intentionally. And I will say in the meantime, I wasn't very plugged into the service, but it enabled me to be able to, you know, to grieve with her afterward, you know, my friend. And then I did, I talked to Jerry about it that night. And I said, you know, I'm really angry that eight years later, I still have to deal with this. And that I don't even have the utter freedom to be able to just be in a situation and not be reminded. And that's the, that's the ripple reality of this, of these choices and this sin. And, you know, I'm okay. I love you. I'm, you know, but boy, that was really tough. You know, so I'd say that is a a current way of dealing with triggers now, Christina. No, and we have people writing in and they're just asking, well, what do we do? I mean, when we get to that heightened state, why am I there? Why am I feeling this? We have women ask us this all the time. And just so you understand what's going on in your body, it's in that moment when you hear that song, and you're brought back to that place of or place of pain, or you smell that smell, or you see that woman, or right. you pass that place. Something your brain activates, and it says it danger, danger. Yes, it just activates. But it's your lower brain that activates because right. that's your survival brain. Everything stops up here, which is your reason and your logic. Right. Um, the thing so that pull it up. Yes, it's it's not going to kill you. This was that was in the past. You're in the present, but you're you can't function there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that part literally stops. If you did an MRI, no blood supply is going there. It's all going to the limbic brain. So what happens is you you ladies, you know these feelings. Heart rate goes up, right? You might start sweating, tensing you, up, tensing up those muscles, <laughs> yeah. like because you're ready to just you know fight someone or yeah. sprint away. Um, so the blood the blood flow is going to those parts of your body to to leave to flee to get out of this dangerous situation and you can't rationalize mm-hmm. so That's what right. i want to encourage you to do is if you are in this place where you are feeling yourself heightened all the time invest in a simple heart rate monitor yeah and That's i tell you idea. that yes i tell you this because mm-hmm. once you get above 100 beats per minute this has been shown scientifically you can look this up you cannot function and think logically. You cannot. I mean, your arguments are going to be crazy. So if you're ramped up with your spouse and get one for your husband too, this is fantastic. If either one of you get to a hundred, there's no conversation. Right. Have you ever, and I'll challenge you with this one. Have you ever gotten to that heightened state where you're a hundred, your ex or your, your husband gets to a hundred and you're yelling at each other and you're making your next point. You're not even listening. And then all of a sudden he says something and you're like, oh, you're right. Oh, right. That's what I needed. And <laughs> yeah. now I feel better. Or he goes, oh, sweetie, that's exactly what I needed to be yelled at. If you, I mean, it was just the volume and that, that face that looks like yeah. a monster. That's what it took for me to come see the errors of my ways. Doesn't happen. Nothing gets resolved up at 100 beats per minute. So set an alarm. Your heart goes up 100 beats a minute. Like you said, don't make any decisions. Do nothing. Do nothing. Be still. Be slow to anger and listen to God as to what the next step is. Pull in close. Yeah. That's the time you want to 
seek God. Right. Because in that heightened state, like we said before, this is Satan's perfect opportunity to say, yeah. it's all right if you do this. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's okay yeah. if you react. It's okay if, yeah. because you cannot logically think in this moment, ladies. There's no logic, That's no right. reason, and nothing good is going to happen. And something else that you risk is that you you start weaponizing your triggers. Well, is I'm going yes. to use my triggers as a weapon yes. to pay back for what you did. So listen, I'm not saying you don't want to slap them a good one and they don't deserve it. I get it, ladies. Mm -hmm. I get it. But we can't weaponize the triggers. That's right. You can't use them to say, well, if it wasn't because of this, I wouldn't be doing and and, and just use that to punish. That's not going to get anywhere. No, that's not going to help his healing and it's certainly not going to help your healing no absolutely not so ladies in this moment we get flooded with cortisol and cortisol naturally is healthy i mean we need it to survive okay someone just said on our team the What's slap that? is figurative you just let me decide oh. on that <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding ladies remember the slap is figurative. no judgment <laughs> yeah that's right but something I want to do, because something I notice with a lot of women that we work with, they're like, I, I feel sick. I'm, yeah. and, and all of a sudden I have autoimmune issues and, or um, yes. I, I, insomnia. And so yes. we're going to just do this. Yes. It's not so much a quiz as get your pen and paper out. And I'm just going to start listing some things, ladies. Okay, and just put a slash mark or write it down if it's something. Is this something you experience frequently? Uh, and, and I'm saying like on a daily basis or multiple times a week. And we're just going to go through a list of those things. Um, I don't see, do you have, let me, let me just pull it up. And I'll start naming some out because I know them at the top of my head because I yeah, went through them good. all. Well, this gives yes. the ladies a, a chance to, yeah, get to their paper, a, a piece of paper yes. and write these down. All right. So nauseousness, digestive issues. Have you experienced that? Have you um, increased blood pressure. You've gone to the doctor and all of a sudden they're saying your blood pressure is off the chart. Fatigue. That's you, a big one. Yeah. Or you it can't. It just drains you. Or you can't get to sleep at night. Yeah. And then you're tired all day. Double whammy. So insomnia, fatigue, increased weight gain. Or maybe the opposite. Very quick weight loss. Uncontrollable weight loss. Thinning of your hair. That was massive. Was it? Oh, I had a huge, like, loot loss hair. Massive hair yeah, loss. I did too. And I would look in the shower and there would be all this hair. I'm like, what, I have cancer or something? I mean, yeah. this is crazy. Muscle weakness. All of a sudden, you try to work out and you're five minutes in, you're like, oh, I just ran a marathon. You're just exhausted and you don't have it. What are some other ones? We have low sex drive. And it's not even just being triggered by what your husband did. You just have no drive. You're like, yeah. I don't. I, there's, I don't know if I'll ever have an orgasm again or just no desire for my husband again. Yeah. Headaches, anxiety, Headaches. depression. Irregular periods. Yeah. Man, I had the foggy brain. Foggy brain. Oh, total foggy brain for months. I am a note taker. I've mm. and when you have complex PTSD and you in trauma after trauma, which a lot of you ladies, if we really start digging, mm -hmm. you could probably go back a lifetime of traumatic things. Absolutely. That brain fog thing is a real thing. It is. And so don't flip out. It does get better. There are things you can do to help, but just take notes. I still walk around with a lot of notes. Like I'm, I might forget that. So yeah. I think we could have a Me whole too. session. Yeah. Yeah. Be gentle on yes. yourself. Yes. Just be gentle. Yeah. And yeah. that last, I remember I felt like I had a stutter. I couldn't get my words out and I still feel like I I'm battling that. And yeah. I never had that before, but, and that's not the alcohol. It's not, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> not at 10 AM. 
<laughs> Somebody <laughs> mentions yeah. that they have a physical therapist and a chiropractor in their toolbox. I mean, things oh, like that are great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You might find yourself being irritable. Like, like the things that you used to be able to tolerate with the kids, you just want to lock yourself in the bathroom or lock yep. them in the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Again, Snappy. we don't condone yeah. locking kids in the bathroom. We've got to disclaim it's a feeling. that. Yeah, it's, it's a, a feeling. feeling. It's a feeling. We don't act on the feelings. Um, you might all of a sudden uh, go to the doctor and do a scan. They say your bones are brittle or uh -huh. soft. Are you all of a sudden bruising more, flesh face, um, autoimmune? All of a sudden you have a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease. I cannot begin to tell you how many women I know. So many Cancer, autoimmune. All of a sudden they have, and your post-traumatic stress you are already dealing with this now you have all these physical ailments yes of course you're gonna get angry of mm -hmm. course you're gonna be like but i wasn't the one who cheated why am i paying the cost for his sin exactly. yeah it can be overwhelming it right can. but the that's a really hard thing to work through yes it, it really is yeah but you can't do that alone you no. cannot just say okay this Must is irrational yes yeah you got to have community so we went through a ton here um Depression, anxiety, acne, flesh face. I mean, there's so much. You guys might be sitting there going, oh, wow, that might explain a lot. I'm noticing a lot of difference in my behaviors or my appearance or my sleep patterns or my diet. It's normal. Yeah. First and foremost, it's normal. Yeah. But we can't stay there. No, you don't stay there. And that, that actually was one of, I, I made a list of what were the things that I did? Sure. How did I deal with the triggers what were some of my and that was the number one thing i put on my list was i accepted that triggers were normal yes because i like to wear a superwoman cape and yes. i like to think that i can do anything i can i can get through something quickly i'm tough i'm strong what is going on in my body what's right. going on in my brain i have no control of this this doesn't right. make sense oh do i not love the lord like i thought i love you know what right. is that no exactly. it's normal ladies Yes. It's normal. It's okay. Yeah. You have to accept that that's normal. But like we're saying, don't stay there. You choose that I'm going to heal. I'm going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Learn and study your body. And that's what we're, and your reactions and your feelings. And that's why we started with the feeling list. Print that out. The feeling list we gave you. Go online, print one out for you. So you can start recognizing what's going on in your brain. Mm -hmm. Journal. Start yeah. recognizing the patterns Sheesh. of your triggers. That's a big one. Who was with you? When was it? How did I feel before, during, mm -hmm. after? Very important things to what was it that triggered me? How long did yeah. I stay triggered? Interesting fact, we stay heightened after that cortisol flush once our we get up to 100 beats per minute. Ladies, we stay heightened for 12 hours. Wow. 12 hours. That's why it doesn't make sense when after a fight, our husbands are like, oh, let's kiss and make up and, like, no. you know, have a little. And we're, we're like, like oh, no, get off. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, you go to your side of the bed because yeah. for 12 hours, it takes us yeah. to equal, to get back to equilibrium and not stay heightened. 12 hours. It takes them 20 minutes. It's just different. God designed him that way because as he as he was a hunter, he had to be able to get back out there, get back out there, and fight off the bears. That's right. Yeah, with their bear make hands. the kill and move yeah. on. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's just different. Being aware of that. 
So now my husband knows that. Educate your husband on there. I was just getting ready to say, if you're able, if it's if you can do this safely, share this with your your Please spouse. Do. Share Watch this it with, with your them. husband. Watch it with them. Maybe it'll it'll kind of show them that mm-hmm. it's not just you. Yes. That this is something that's normal. There's science based. There's biblical basis to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's good that they learn. And also, yes. Dr. Doug Weiss in our in our War Path series put so much information out there talking to the men about empathy yes. and how to help your wife heal. Your husband needs to be on a path to understand and right. learn those things. They're not yes. going to do it just because you tell them. No. To, they, they need to no. understand it. Naturally, men are not empathetic. They can learn, and they are made in the image of God, and God is the definition of empathy, so they have the ability. It's just if you start peeling back the layers, chances are they didn't have it modeled for them. Right. Uh, they didn't see it at their home, with their parents, with their dad, with their role models. So they don't know how to do it. So if you go to, if your husband hasn't done Warpath and you're one of these la- ladies saying, my husband isn't empathetic and he doesn't understand, encourage him, encourage him to do Warpath, do it with him because it walks you through yeah. how to be empathetic and trains them how to get in that hole with us. And sometimes they, do, they need to hear it coming from someone else, yeah. not from you. Right. You know, right. How, like, when you tell your kids a hundred times something, <laughs> you know, and then they don't get it, but then an outsider says the same thing and they're like, oh, <laughs> I, was I, saying I, was saying I was saying that. I was saying yes. Let them hear. That's so frustrating. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, there's ladies, there's so much more we want to unpack here. And but we're looking at the time. It's hard to believe how quickly this has gone by. So we've already decided. Go ahead, Susan. Well, I just wanted to say one thing. I did see several comments from people that um, were saying that, you know, their the issue in their life was just pornography in their husband's life. And so I just want to speak to that really quick, you guys. It's betrayal. It's betrayal. And you will be triggered. And you know, allow yourself the same process of healing, permission to heal, permission to feel everything that, that um, Carissa and Christina have taught us today is absolutely applicable. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Take that out. I saw that too, Susan. And I thought, take that out of your vocabulary, just pornography. It's not just pornography. It's betrayal. It is betrayal. betrayal. And and that's what the men say too. It's just um, pornography. Go listen to our, our story. It's on the recording at Facebook. We have all these recorded. My husband said the same thing. It was just pornography. He said that for years and it ended up with two women dead, him moving out, our marriage almost completely dissolving. It always, they always say just pornography. But if you go to scripture, which is the truth, yes. and that's all we have, we have scripture. Scripture said marriage is between one, one man, man, one man, one woman for one lifetime, period. Yeah, that's it. That's what the marriage bed is. So if they are bringing in other women in their mind, into the marriage bed and having sex with you, that is betrayal. That is infidelity. That is, it's, it's cheating. It is. Mm -hmm. is. And Christina, I know we're running short on time. Yes. I would like to go through and just hit eight points for these ladies. Let's do it. Just quick. If you can stay on, stay on. We'd love to have you. Yes. Um, And then we'll wrap it up with that. And it's just something I want, I'm really big and we all are. It's like, I want to give people a tool. I don't want you to walk away and feel like, I felt, I felt validated, but what do I do? What do I do? And so these are just a quick eight things that I jotted down that I did for myself and and maybe it'll help you. And a lot of them we have gone through, but number one, I accepted that triggers are real, accept that it's real. They are real and I'm not making it up and I can accept that. Determine that you're not going to stay a victim. Mm. You have to change your mindset. It is 
I believe it is the catalyst for healing. You have to say, I'm not staying here. If you want to hold on to it, then just turn this off and don't come back because mm -hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to move right. forward. Right. You're just going to be a victim. So determine you're not going to stay a victim. Number three, identify the triggers. Like Christina was saying, what am I feeling? What is this? Um, don't run from them. Uh, don't make excuses and don't overanalyze it. Mm. Just accept them for what they are. And then immediately ask God to help you dissect what you're feeling and why you were feeling that way. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will reveal it to you. He'll show you. He may bring up something that came from your childhood, mm. and it really has nothing to do with your husband. It's something from your past that's still triggering something current. Yeah. Um, and number four, have a plan of action before a trigger happens. Know what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Do some research. We'll give you some. We'll give you some breathing. You know, Christina explained the five, four, three, two, one. Some breathing techniques. Some bouncing your thoughts. Have a plan of action of when this happens. I'm going to do this. It reminds me of Lamaze. I mean, yeah. for those that have had babies, right? I mean, practice your breathing techniques as the baby's coming out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be prepared ahead of time, yes, right? Exactly. Yes. Um, five. Talk with friends who understand what you're going through. That don't find friends who are going to validate and say, that's right, you should be upset. You have every right to feel yeah. that. That's toxic. Get that out of your life. Find people who've gone through it, who have solid advice, and who can say, yes, you're validated in how you're feeling, but let's find a way to get better. Let's find a way to heal. How do we come out of this? Find that kind of supportive network and talk about it. Talk it through. Um, and then number six, learn to create healthy boundaries. You know, not everyone is in a position to remove themselves. You don't want to be driving down the road for the rest of your life and a restaurant triggers you. That's not a way to live. And in the immediate, you know, Christina talks a lot about you may have to create a safe environment and say, until I can get myself to this place, I've got to weed this out. Mm -hmm. But that's not your go to forever. Right. right. You can't make it a, a lifestyle, a pattern that I'm just going to avoid driving down 95. I'm just going to drive down down Main Street. I'm I'm not ever going to look at that woman. I'm not ever going to go there. You can't do that. But create a set of boundaries and be open with your spouse, with your husband, and tell him, you may not understand this, and I don't expect you to, but I need you to leave your phone face up when you're with me. Please don't turn it over, mm -hmm. or please don't go in the bathroom and lock yourself in there for an hour. You may be spending an hour brushing your teeth. I don't know what you're doing, but don't do that. Please don't do those things mm -hmm. and work through those. Set some boundaries. Um, numbers. So, I know I'm rushing through these. No, you're good. These are these <laughs> are cool. These Great. are very very good. Yeah. Number seven. We talked about pray. Ask for God's help. Um, I know it's hard. Pray over. Pray over the these women. Pray over if you can. If you're not there yet, I I totally get that. Um, but God already knows what you're feeling. Just be open and real with Him. Pray, pray, pray. He. He sees us in our mess, he, but he, he wants you to invite him in and say, God, you, you, this is my mess. Can you come in? Can you fix it? Let him speak to you. Let him minister to you. The, the Holy Spirit will do the work. Um, and then let's, oh, and then, you know, praying through your triggers. But then also number eight, this is a big one. Take inventory of your body. Mm -hmm. Understand, and we just talked. Am I losing sleep? Because you're going to be a little bit more irritable, a little bit more. What can I do to get more sleep? Is my menstruation cycle off? Mm -hmm. Ladies, come on now. We know <laughs> when that's messed up. Right. We're feeling it a little bit more. Triggers are going to seem that much bigger. Yes. What are you eating? Mm -hmm. 
Are you cramming a ton of sugar mm, down your throat all the time because you, you're feeling stressed? You're going to you're going to have a react. Your reactions yeah. are going to be stronger. Watch yeah. your diet, exercise, do things, but take inventory of yourself. That's my eight. Oh, I love it. No, don't. This is gold. And if you feel like you missed out on some of this, do not worry. We are recording it. We are going to be placing this on the Soul Refiner Facebook page. Yeah. It's also on. Uh, what are some of the other platforms we have it on? Uh, we, we've got some podcast mm -hmm. channels on Amazon and Spotify, awesome. and, and or, we'll list that. Yes, and reach out to me. I can also give it to you. Rewatch this, invite your husband to watch it with you. But next month, we're going to come back to this because there's a lot of ground we have not covered. I think we could talk about triggers for a year, ladies, oh, right? Yeah. But there's certain things that come to my mind, like, well, how can my husband help me? with my triggers, because there are some really well-defined things that our spouses can do to help us with our triggers that will build intimacy, build yeah. connection. And what if, what if my husband doesn't? We can talk about that and reframing triggers. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge step we all need to learn how to take. And we don't want to rush through that. I think we yeah. need to camp here a little bit right. and talk about being triggered, having sex, you know, all these different things that we've just barely scratched the surface with. We could spend months talking about so i look yeah. forward to seeing everybody here uh, again next month it's the second friday of every month we do this at 10 a.m we're going to be here and if you have questions particular questions write to us let us know we'll 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 uh, call them out and and uh share them because if it's something on your heart i guarantee you it's on somebody else's heart and Susan, okay. I just want to give you a chance to share some parting words. You've been amazing. We just Thank love you. having you here. Huge, huge hugs from here. Hugs back. Well, yes. just y'all have hope. There is, you know, it's so weird. People ask me, do you think this was God's will? No, I don't think it was God's will. I don't think God will sin. But no. the beautiful, amazing thing is that even from our brokenness, he really does. I mean, he creates beauty from ashes. And I know that's kind of a thrown around phrase, but I mean, the, the marriage that I have today that happens to be with my former betrayer is more than I ever, ever would have hoped or dreamed for. But even if this wasn't the path that happened, because I work with women on both sides of, you know, both, both outcomes healing and wholeness and freedom and life and love is not only possible, but it's probable yes. if you'll latch on to the healer and to the, to the truth. So anyway, I just want to leave you with hope and, you know, don't waste your pain. Yeah. Oh yes. Great. Speaking don't of waste which, your pain. ladies, this is a safe place and we want to hear from you. And in the chat right now, we want to take a moment. If you have to go, I get it. If you're on a lunch break or if the kids are screaming and you got to get them out of the bathroom, again, a kid, you did, I know you did not let your kids in the bathroom. Maybe your cats, but not your kids, right, Susan? So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but please use the chat box. We want to pray for you. We want to just be able to pray for you. Other sisters are here. This is a powerful platform where we have some incredible prayer warriors with us that are joining in to just shroud you and cover you and blanket you with prayer. So by all means, if you have specific prayer requests, use the chat box now. If you're feeling overwhelmed or share your feeling words now, if they've changed, you know, bring those in, um, whatever that looks like. But we do, we wanna be intentional and pray for you. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We truly appreciate you being here. And you know, Christine, if you have specific questions for our next mm -hmm. um, sanctuary yeah. about triggers and things, Send them. Yes. That way we can address them. If you didn't get them out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can send it to me, Christina.d 
at soulrefiner.com or the the support you had the support one but was, either one yes support at soul refiner as well. yes we'll either get one. those up in the chat box but we love you gals we are praying for you you are not alone and i would just love to take a minute to just close us out in prayer and just leave that chat open for those of you that want to put in your prayer request so we can you know just pray over you other sisters can pray over you just keep the prayers coming we'll keep that open for a minute and just uh uh lord i just i, I just want to thank you i want to thank you for these sweet sisters that are here i want to thank you for you know, susan and carissa and and uh for the pain i hate to thank you for the pain but they're recycling their pain and using it for a purpose lord and i just thank you for their courage for being here and and speaking to these ladies and God, I also wanna thank you for the courage it took for every single woman to be here. You know the hurts here, Lord. You know the pain, you know the suffering, you know the anxiety, you know the sleepless nights, you know the worries about what tomorrow looks like. You're, you know the worries here from the women that don't even know what the next breath looks like. You know the stomach aches and the headaches, the hair loss, you know, every tear that is shed in the shower, you know, the nights that crawled up in the bed under the covers, just wishing this all away. You know, every ounce of pain in this room, Lord, and you took it with you to the cross. You had to endure a horrific death because you knew each one of us would have to go through a horrific storm. You've died for our pain. You've died for our husband's sins. You've died for this world and for your children that you love. And Lord, I just pray, I'm on my knees daily, just praying that you bring healing to these people, these sweet, sweet sisters of ours that are in the trenches right now with broken hearts, with, with no, no feeling of hope. Just give them your hope. Give them your joy, give them your peace, give them your rest, give them your strength. So tomorrow they can get up and they can go to war and they can put on their armor and they can fight Satan and they can fight the ways of this world and, their, and those triggers and that they can go to war and be the incredible women that you created them to be. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this opportunity to be here with you. In your precious, precious name, we each pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Christina. Yeah. We love you, ladies. We love you so, so much. You are not alone. No. We are here. Reach out to us. Yeah. We love you. This is not your death sentence. No. No, it's not. This is just the beginning of a new life. Yes. Press into Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank love you, Susan. You. Thank, thank you, you guys. Susan. Bye all. Bye.